Hello, and welcome to Conversations Between Widows. I am one of the co-hosts, Tanya Wilson. And I'm your other co-host, LaSharma Jefferson. And we're bringing you weekly conversations about our widow journey. Our purpose is to provide our listeners with a window seat into how two young women who became widows too soon are navigating life after their loss. Our goal is to provide another support system to other widows on the same journey to help them feel less alone. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and shake your head profusely in agreement to what Tanya and I and our guests are talking about. So come on in and enjoy the conversation. Hey, Tanya. How's it going today? It's doing good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. I'm so looking forward to our topic for today because yes. it is so much importance to the new widow. It is. So we're going to start off by saying, <laughs> let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about <laughs> yes, I saw Empathor here. Um, yes, uh, let's talk about sex, especially when you're a widow and you're missing your sex partner, which yeah, would have you been your what? husband. And not just when you're missing him, like that fact when you realize that is also something that you lost in the process of losing your spouse. You yes. know, because when you actually lose the person, you're you're overwhelmed by so much. You know, you're focused on the person, you know, this life that, uh, you know, you were combining your own with and you just have so much that's going through your mind. It may take a while before you realize every aspect of that person that you actually lost. You know, some people with their spouses, they were literally best friends. They did right. so much together. You know, they watched the same programs together. They did these activities together. And, um, you know, some people, if that wasn't the case, there's still these things that you did with your spouse that when you start doing those things yourself, you know, you just have these moments of realization like, man, they're not here to do these things with me anymore. And the same thing happens when it comes to sex. You know, right. some, may re- some may realize it sooner than others. But for my personal journey, it was probably about eight months into my widowhood when I started thinking about sex and realizing, like, oh, my goodness, I don't have anybody to have sex with on a regular right. basis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's around the mark, eight months. Probably mine was like nine to 12 months um, when you realize that you don't have that partner anymore. And as I call it, when you're feeling a little in the heat. And if you don't know what in the heat is, that is when you're sexually aroused. Like, you're like, what's going on? I could really use that intimate um, connection that I had with my smiles. Or I could use that hug, that kiss that led into, you know, intimacy with my spouse. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. I don't even have that no more. 
Right. So yes, it's like it's like a wake up call. Like, what is going on? Like, I, what am I supposed to do now? Like, what, where do I go from here? Yeah, and it's so, not some, look, and it's not something that you can easily replace. Like in that instant no. when you realize that you know you're missing that, you know, like when we miss talking to someone, you know, we can call somebody on the phone. You know, you can call the girlfriend or. Oh, I miss going out to dinner, to breakfast. You can call somebody, head out, you know, go to breakfast. You know, a lot of things, um, you can feel that void, you know, just mm-hmm. temporarily. But when it comes to intimacy, that is not so easily replaceable. No, it's a lot that comes with intimacy. First, you have to be able to be connected to the person. I feel like... you. I mean, some people can, you know, have sex without that connection. But with widows, we were connected to someone for so long in some cases. Um, So when you have that intimacy, that's actually breaking down. That's the vulnerable side of you that is being done that you're, you, you know, you and your partner are experiencing. So... It's not as easy as oh, I can just go and sleep with A, B, and C. No, there's a there's a whole part that goes into that type of intimacy or that type of uh, sexual activity. And so <laughs> you just can't go and get you somebody else and feel fulfilled. You still have that, you know. You still be missing that. You want that connection or a connection again, like the one you had before. Now we know that you're not going to get the same person because you know they're like i said they can't be cloned <laughs> right uh, but that is something that when you finally realize that it's not there then you have to start like okay like how do i deal because i feel like when i realized that i wasn't gonna get that attention anymore like really realize that <laughs> like i was just like oh no what do i do from here yeah and, and then i mean if we compare you know when you go through a breakup you know, sometimes when we're, when we're in relationships, not married, we may still have, you know, our male friends, you know, that we had connected with sexually um, during our time of singleness. But usually, you know, when you get married, you know, your little black book, you know, kind of gets tossed out the window. Uh, yes. ho- hopefully you didn't like put it in the upstairs attic or something, you know, no. but like you get rid of that black book. So when you, you lose your spouse, it's like, there is no, usually in most cases, you don't just have somebody to come to fulfill those needs that you have already been comfortable with, you know, in that area. You know? So it's like you literally are starting from scratch and depending on how long, you know, you've been, um, in your relationship and your marriage, you know, the single game is totally different, you know, than what it was, whether it was 10, 15, 20 years ago when you were single, you know, yes. so. It is because now <laughs> with this um, new journey, especially a widow that is, you know, going through a single and dating, there's, a lot of media presence now is social media, such as your Facebook, your Instagram, your dating apps. We're so digital now that was probably more digital than we were 10 years ago, more digital than we were 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. 
So that plays a, a, a big factor. And so you have to get back in the loop of things. You have to retrain your thought, learn people again. And as for your black book that you probably have tossed, <laughs> to try to open that black book again, they might be married. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> they probably in a relationship. They, they wait for us. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? <laughs> and I'll tell you, because I, I did have that experience. It wasn't so much that I went through my black book because I didn't have that. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I was longing to, you know, like just have some interaction, you know, with a, a male, someone that, you know, we had good conversation. It was a platonic relationship. You know, well, I called them up, you know, just to say hello um we had crossed paths um in a fraternal like fraternal sorority um mm-hmm. type of avenue you know he's okay. in a greek organization i'm in one you know okay. so we would see each other you know frequently you know so i said oh you know what? i'm gonna give him a call and just you know see because i'm thinking he's single i'm single we can like let's just go out to lunch you know or just have some conversation again. Just get back into that mode of talking to a guy, you know, on the phone that I was not married to, you know. Right. But when I approached him and I called him, it's so funny, the, um, oh, I don't want to say expectation. It's not expectation. Assumption. It's the assumption that people can have about a widow. Because well, even though I was calling him yes. to strike up a friendship, he thought I was calling him to strike up something else. Even though we had never had that type of relationship before. <laughs> and, you know, so he felt like I was, you know, trying to get something going with him. And then he felt like I was, because I had just lost my husband, like, he was a good guy. I will say that, you know, he didn't try to take advantage of what he thought I was calling him for, right. you know, but it was like, he kind of didn't respond to me the way that I wanted to him to respond because he thought I was calling him about something different, you know? Right. And that's the one thing that widows have to deal with all the time are the assumptions that people make about us. Ooh, that's you know? a topic in <laughs> itself. We're going to have to explore that right now. Yes. The assumptions, that they make about widows. Here you are, was looking, you know, just to hang out, just have a friendly voice, be, feel, I ain't gonna say a little normal, but yeah, kind of like back to normal. Let me go out a little bit, conversate with some friends, and then I come back home and go on with my next daily task. Whereas mm-hmm. some guys, when you say widow, or if they know you're a widow, yes, their mind instantly goes to okay she wants something in return she probably trying to fill a void (laughs) yeah she's trying to fill a void of what she's missing and that's not the case i feel like that's the misconception of being um a widow is that we look in the void and replace our husband no we're not we were just trying to you know like you said hang out go for coffee and go back home but that's not and i don't know like in my (laughs) journey along the way um i don't and some of um male partners i have uh talked to or spoke with in brief (laughs) i say brief because they don't last long after a while but um when i mention widow i feel like 
And it could just be me. Sometimes they don't believe you. Or if they do, they think like one or two things. What she, what does she want and what can I get? And those are some <laughs> things that you have to be aware of too. And not saying that all males think this, but the ones that I have ran across do have like, they already have, um, I think you said it on a, a conversation we had earlier this week, uh, LaSharma, um, uh, they already have you in a subcategory of where they <laughs> of where they put where you fit, where you fit in in their um, oh yeah in their life in mm-hmm. their life. And if I notice when you say widow is kind of the subcategory of the two that I mentioned. Now that is not you know again that's not the case. We you know when you go through a traumatic experience like anything, it takes time, it takes effort. And when you feel like you're connecting with somebody, that's also you letting your guard down. You're being vulnerable at that moment. And that's where I feel like intimacy is created. However, (laughs) I believe with some of the, you know, journeys that I have been through here as well, I feel like when you open yourself up vulnerable like that you also you know can open yourself up to a little hurt as well because of the fact that you was put in one of those subcategories <laughs> yeah that definitely is like i think that's a um it is a oh gosh the word doesn't want to come to me it's a expected thing anytime that you are dealing with persons of the opposite sex and, you know, you're exploring what could be, what could come of this. You, unfortunately, have to be vulnerable. You're automatically vulnerable. You're automatically, you know, open mm-hmm. to love. And, unfortunately, the opposite of that is hurt. You know, if things don't go the way you expected them to go. Right. And, unfortunately, I think we get a lot of that first, you know, before we finally get to, you know, the right one. Like they said, you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you actually get to your prince. Yes. Or my, like my ther- um, therapist has called them gremlins. <laughs> she referred to a few of them as gremlins. I said, oh no, not, not Gizmo. Right, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not kissing no gremlins. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I, I believe you do have to kind of go through your, um, your challenges, I'm going to call them that, before you can actually see that, you know, that one, that one that would make you, you know, have that long-term partnership with your chapter two or, you know, part of 1.5. Maybe somebody else became (laughs) chapter two. You never know. But somebody that... (laughs) Yeah, but but here's the thing. You know, it usually takes a while, you know, before you connect with, you know, the person who you're meant to have something long term with. But, you know, in the meantime, what does the widow do? You know, how does she acquire some sexual gratification? Vibrator. (laughs) Vibrator. So you can call it a massage <laughs> You can call it your special bullet. You can even call it, like I told uh, you earlier, I am going to start nicknaming them and give them them names too, like I give my cars. 
So if I gotta go pick up Sean, Dan, and Adam at the in my drawer, that's what I'm gonna do. You know, what I'm saying okay. that is how I had to kind of, and it's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> do not feel ashamed because you lost something. I feel like when you open up the sexual realm or the Pandora box, it's very hard to close it unless you're gonna go into a state of being on a nun. Right, which and I have, not, um, yeah, wait a minute, which I contemplated as well. I tried to see if I met mm. the qualifications, but I was told because I have been with child and sexually active that I would not make the cut. But that's good for stuff. Are you serious? <laughs> no, my friend told me that. <laughs> they have not told me that. I have not put my application in at the convent. So it's always an option. Oh, I'm like, wait a second, now. I can't be a born again. I can't be a born again nun. Because I've already Wait a had sex. Avoid again, done. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, like you said, because yes. you've already had sex, you have a child. I can't decide at 45 years old that I want to again, live done. my life for the Lord. I can't do that. I mean, I think they would give us a pass because of what happened, because technically we were married. You think because we're widows? I don't know. That would be a good question. Well, you know what? You know what? I guess we don't even really need to explain yes, that. Yes, I don't think, I don't that, think you know, I'll let you know if I go back through that phase again. But I was thinking, like, okay, can I get my application in? Do I need to put down, you know, how you put out the job application? You got to write down your job history. Do I have to write down my sexual history here? Or yeah. mm-hmm. my status if I'm yeah. married, widow, single? What, what do I need to write down um, to get in the convent? But, Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, think the I convent mean, would only bring us some temporary uh, relief. Yes, because you still <laughs> were probably long for it. the reason why you didn't choose nonhood at the beginning <laughs> before you started chapter one. Uh, yeah, we are because everybody is is not meant for that life. You know, <laughs> I remember you know the Bible when when Paul um, speaks about like being single. Like I remember, I don't recall exactly where it is, but. He basically said, like, not everybody can live as I do. You know, Paul didn't get married. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't a married man. You know, he, you know, committed his life to, you know, serving the Lord. But he admitted that that's not something that everybody can do. Right. And then that's also why the word tells us, you know, it's better to marry than to burn. Like, so if you cannot, you know, withhold yourself, you know, those sexual desires that you have you know hey you need to get married you know but we also know most of us do not wait for marriage but just to say that you know we can't just run around here saying i'm gonna be a nun because i lost my husband because you once you have entered this world of sexual satisfaction it's pretty hard to turn it off it is you know it (laughs) is so it's like just because you lost your husband you can't just turn off something that has been on for most of your life, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so you can't close the, the vibrator. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Here, you know, welcome the vibrator. Uh, so yes, I yes, I have. Let me tell you something. Some a guy told me uh, one time. One of the guys that I met on a dating site. Okay. And we, I don't know how, you know, he was always trying to have sexual conversations with me, Mm -hmm. even though we were not at that level in our relationship on my end, but he still was trying to have these conversations. 
But in one of those conversation starters, <laughs> he somehow brought up, you know, like the vibrator and was saying, he, and it was the strangest thing. He said, yeah, women out here thinking they can replace men with these vibrators. I think, I don't know if he said it was, <laughs> I don't know if he said it was a sin or it was, it was something that he said it was. But, you know, he was like basically saying women were wrong. And we were delusional, thinking that we could replace a man in our life with a vibrator. And I told him, I said, well, first of all, I don't think women are out there trying to replace a man. Right. You know, a vibrator is, you know, is something you use for sexual gratification and satisfaction by yourself. Mm -hmm. Or it can also be used with the partner, if that's something that you and your partner are okay with. But again, that's one of those, you got men out there like that that want to make women feel bad for using a vibrator. So instead of me using my vibrator, I guess he would prefer that I hook up with someone like him who wasn't really doing it for me from a, you know, sexual attraction point of view. Mm -hmm. But just because I don't want to be seen as some whatever kind of woman, right. I should be with any kind of man out here who may or may not satisfy me sexually, See. just so I don't feel like I'm doing something wrong by using a sex toy. Okay. Um, Break it down, Tanya. I know you about to Yeah, I believe go he had some insecurities. <laughs> period. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> I think he has some insecurities. If he's going to use spiritual as the reason why then, you know, having sex before marriage is considered a sin. So, sir, it could be the toy, it could be you. I mean, either way, you know, both of them wrong if he's going in that route. Right. But it sounds like he had some more insecurities and he gave his justification on why you shouldn't be using it. <laughs> Again, the vibrator is not to replace your partner, period. It is to enhance the sexual experience. And I'm going to drop the mic look, there. Whether, look, the look, whether it's enhancing the sexual experience by yourself right. or with your partner, yep. because the bottom line is sometimes that is the case. And even for married people, because I'll be honest, even when I was married, mm -hmm. I had to resort to my vibrator <laughs> at times when yeah. my husband was not, uh, you know, because he was sick uh, for a couple of a few years of our marriage before he passed. And even before, you know, the sickness really got bad, you know, sex just wasn't on his mind, you know, at some time, you know, sometimes in our marriage. But that didn't mean that I didn't need that relief. Yeah. And so I did use my vibrator and I can say sometimes I would feel bad because I was like, well, maybe I should just go and just make him have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> but... I didn't want to do that. You know, sometimes your, your pride gets in the way and it's like, okay, well, fine. If, if he's not thinking about it, then, you know, I'll just take care of myself, you know, and that's okay too. You know, plenty of men that are married are sitting off, jacking off when they got a perfectly good wife right. in the bed, you know, so I think it's just the, yeah, it's just the human way. You're right about um, the gratification. It's like, it's just, it, sometimes it's just, human to want that you know if you wanted that connection and you know wanted that moment sometimes you have to do it yourself like you said he was sick so you know he's like instead of bothering him let me just go grab like i call him sean danner um adam up out the drawer 
Well, now we have to talk about these multiple <laughs> ones that you have because. <laughs> So in having multiple ones, does that mean that they each do something different? Like what mood do you have to be in for Dan? Well, <laughs> what mood uh, for Sean? Well, it all depends on, yeah, what mood I am in. But um, it also depends on which one has been charged up too. Because <laughs> I, I have chargeable ones. Yes, I'm a little advanced. I, the battery ones don't cut it for me. Uh, nothing makes me more mad is when the battery is out. <laughs> but wait a second. I have one that, that charges, right? right? Can you imagine starting it? And it starts off, right? It's, it's gone. Yeah. And then it dies. Yeah, I've been there so before. It doesn't happen even with that. Out the batteries, but yep. you're like, oh man. Now I am glad for the the best thing about the chargeable ones. You don't have to go scouring around your house looking for batteries nope. or running off to the store. The ones you can the just pop that bad boy right, <laughs> <laughs> or out, out of out of the kids' electric toothbrush. Or like this. Oh, they you won't know. notice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you can just plug that thing right up in your USB. And it's ready to go in just a couple of minutes. Yeah. Just to get you through what you got to get Absolutely. through. Absolutely. But yes, you do have to fully charge. Yes, you should fully charge. They usually go, I think, about five hours plus to get them really fully charged um, with the chargeable ones. But yeah, it depends mm -hmm. on the mood. Some of the vibrators do hit the G-spot. Um, so the G-spot is, you know, we have um, vibrators that target the G-spot. You have some that target the clitoris. And then um, you have some that will give you the clear stimulation and the penetration. So it all depends on what you're looking for at the time. And the, those I just named are kind of where mine, <laughs> what they do and what I need. Um, but yeah, I chargeable. I I love chargeable. Not nothing against the battery ones. I think they're great. They so great when they run out, you'd be mad. However, yeah. a chargeable one, you can just charge her up. Like you said, just a few, few minutes just to get you through. Because if it runs out of battery, you're like, oh, man, oh, I got to charge it. Oh, man. It, out, it, it can't <laughs> find no batteries. That could be an issue. So, But, yeah, it all depends on what mood you're looking at. Especially, you know, I find myself a little more in heat during the winter. <laughs> Keyword, needing heat. I'm going to need you to in heat. In heat, Yes. Cause, because, like you said, winter time is cuddle yeah, time. It's cuddle season. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I guess for me, I'm glad. For me, you know, it's not winter. It can just be any time. Right. And honestly, sometimes it's, it happens a lot of times when I'm watching TV programs right. that have a lot of sex in it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I could be sitting there perfectly fine, like not thinking about anything. In fact, I'm going to tell you, when I said that when I realized I didn't have a sexual partner was eight months into right. it, I had started looking at the TV series Homeland mm -hmm. on Showtime. Right. Now, you know that character, Carrie, yes. was getting oh my in. God. Carrie was, she was having her some sex on yeah. every episode Carrie. with 
maybe more than one person. I was sitting there looking at her, looking at this show. I wonder if she like, have a sex addiction. I'm like, what? I know she had a mental illness and she suffered from bipolar, which does trigger like one of the you know signs of bipolar is you're you're sexually aroused all the time to the point you might be on a nympho status. Well, shoot, but. Wait, Car- well, that must have been what we Car- on Carrie was a little girl. <laughs> I was surprised Carrie didn't catch something. I, I still, I don't think we got through. A, I don't think we got through an episode without Carrie having sex. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think at the end of Homeland because Homeland was my show. I love what what was what was my favorite season. I think two and four. I love two and I love four because um, I was a you know. Even though Brody was wrong, I was kind of like a Brody fan a little bit there. I was like still rooting for him to pull it through. Uh, but I understood why, you know, of course he had to go. Spoil, you know, spoiler alert, if you have not watched Homeland, okay, <laughs> you should not be listening because Homeland been out for a while. So y'all need to catch up. Um, yeah. And then four <laughs> is when they had Hakani on there. And that, <laughs> that was a different... That was a situation where Carrie had got it in with the nephew, remember? And that was all oh, girl. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah, she was just all over the place. So, yeah, watching things like that definitely increased my, um, the sexual thoughts. Yeah, it, 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 and that's probably, listen, and that's probably when I went out and bought me a vibrator <laughs> because, you know, I had a house fire, you know, in my home right. um, at the time of my husband's, husband's okay. passing. So a lot of our belongings, you know, were, were tossed out because they were smoke damaged and all this kind of stuff, you know. So I was like, okay, I need to go get one. So I go to the store, Priscilla, yes. okay, that I always look at that store like, shouldn't it be Priscilla's? But it's Priscilla. Yeah, it used to but be, anyway, it I'm used to start in. with the P. It used to be Priscilla's, remember? And then I think they changed it. <laughs> Well, I never, I think I always saw it. I don't have any memory of that, but I did have somebody tell me that. But here's the thing. So I had, it's nothing like when you have a vibrator and it worked for you. And then you try to go to a store and find (laughs) that one that you had. And then you go in there and you are like inundated with all of these selections. And I'm looking like, oh my goodness. And I felt like, and of course, you know, when the lady comes and says, you need me help, you're like, oh, no, I got it. So I'm just <laughs> looking because I couldn't tell her well, what I was looking for. You know, I don't know. But I wish because the first one that I bought, I was at a, um, I think I got it from probably went to somebody's sex toy party. So when you, it's better to get them like that because you kind of get a little demonstration yes. of how it works and the person is um, you know, knowledgeable about it. And you get quality so, stuff because they're going to only show you the best. Yes. yes they're only going to show you the mm-hmm. best. Yes. So did mm-hmm. you ever find that duplicate? That. That's They're like cars. You know how the car, you know, you're only going to see it for so long before they change the model. So did you ever find that duplicate one? <laughs> I did not find, I did not find the actual one that I got, but what's so funny, I bought the, the stupidest dildo. Or the stupidest vibrator. <laughs> like when I look at it, like I got one that was okay, I'm gonna say it was African American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one that I had was like a different color. It was like purple or something. You know, but I'm there and I'm like, okay, well maybe I should get, you know, a flesh tone one. So I got this thing and then I think I got it in a very um 
nice size. Okay. You know. So I got this, but it was not working for me. I mean, I used it, but it just wasn't doing it. And I was like really disappointed <laughs> that I didn't get the one that was like the one I had previously. Oh. We worked well together. <laughs> Y'all had but a special relationship. Thinking, <laughs> yes, we have we have learned each other's, you know, how things worked and everything. So um I was glad, you know, in recent times that I was I went to a uh, mom's night out yes. party and you know was advised of a very nice one to get you were and i purchased it <laughs> and <laughs> i have absolutely no regrets and i that's usually my go-to do that other one that flesh tone one that mm-hmm. i have that's in the drawer it's like i haven't used it in quite some time because i love the one that i currently have that does exactly what i need in the amount of time, you know, that I can go as long or as short, you know, you can just make yes. it happen, you know. And I so love the multiple every woman that it um, presents oh, yeah. um, with those options, especially like the plugins, um, as I call them, um, the chargeables, chargeables. They mm-hmm, come with mm-hmm. the six to nine different speeds, so you can adjust as you need to. Yeah, and I'll say when I got this particular one that I'm talking about, should I should I say what it is? Just sure. Of, anybody? Okay. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> it is called the OMG. <laughs> and it's called that because you're going to say OMG. And that is how the, the consultant that advertised, she said that, and that was my experience. I was like, oh, <laughs> OMG. Yes. And it's never disappointed. And it usually don't. <laughs> but and then what's funny though, so you know, I think that do you think that these sex toys can become addictive though? Um you know, not 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 just the one, but I mean in terms of you know, kind of like, oh well let me see what else is out there. Because they have a lot of things that you can get, you know, to give yourself, you know, satisfaction in that area. Yeah. So you can say, okay, I like this one. <laughs> They're here to enhance the sexual experience. So I wouldn't say it would be addictive. I just say like right now you're probably into more ones that cater to solo needs um per se. Mm-hmm. But when you get their partner or your chapter two and you know, things are going right and you wanna connect with them on an intimacy level, you have a partner that's open minded. They might be the first one to say, Hey, where you know, you wanna try this, you wanna try that? And that's where you will you know, you can build your collection to like the C rings and um different stuff that is offered so you do not have to stay with with just you know um with just the one do i think they become addictive not necessarily i think your needs change it's just like a car like buying a car after that car after you don't roll that baby till the wheels fall off you want to and mm-hmm. go and get you a new one and that's exactly how i look at mm-hmm. so 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 i so are you saying that like right now my omg is doing it yes but maybe in another year or so, I might be like, eh, I think it's time for a yeah, new model. Yeah, let me get a new model. Or maybe they might enhance the yes. OMG. They might do something different. Or they might change it. the color. You never too. know. You might like this. You probably like, oh, is that black? Like, black and gold? Ooh. Well, you never know. Like I said, it's like a car to me. Okay. <laughs> and uh, again, it does not replace, and I'm going to say it again, 
the partner. <laughs> it is to enhance your sexual experience. And I think that's the misconception that people get from those vibrators. But it helps so much to get that release. It's so helpful um, mentally for you because you, you're like, oh, okay, that was satisfying. It helps you relax. Sometimes I go right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. right to sleep. <laughs> it can like take a lot of, yeah. out of you. Like now, does it replace that warm, cuddly body next to you? No, but it gives you that you know release, and it just you know orgasm has been known to have so many health benefits for you as well. So when your partner's not here, you just stop automatically. You stop at some of those health benefits too. So yeah, and then you can be running around here being a very unhappy yes, woman. you're very moody. You know, having all this having all this built up, you know, frustration, and you don't even know why you're frustrated Absolutely. and why you're so easily irritable. Yes. You know, and it's like, hey, you might need a little yeah. release. So that's, I mean, that's just something to um always have is a good, like I said, good vibrator. With that, you also want to accompany um lubrication as well because I'm an advocate, of course. <laughs> I sell your romance, <laughs> so that's why I'm just letting you know what you know what items you should have. But yeah, it's not; it's always to enhance the uh, sexual experience. And I believe going to like demo parties where they sell items um, such as your vibrator or your bullet or your C rings, any of those parties would give you a more perspective of what to expect. And what, how to use those items. And I think. And I think if I could just say this was really good about those parties too, is that like, if you're a newbie to this and you kind of are having that apprehension, like I've never used the vibrator or, you know, because they get these, you know, they get a bad rap, you know, like only, you know, I don't know, unattractive women are using vibrators or something. Who knows what they say to make a woman feel bad you know, about taking care of her own sexual needs. So if you have been a person that you've never had one before, you go to these parties, you know, that are going to have women just like you and also women that aren't like you. But I'm telling you, because when I went to that party and some of the conversation as the consultant was talking about, um, you know, different lubricants and different products for this and for that, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know they had that. You know, I'm 45 years old. I've been having sex for a long time. <laughs> but guess what? I don't know everything yes. about, um, you know, sexual satisfaction. You know, I'm still learning. And, you know, I'm happy with where I am. But, you know, when we talk to other women and when you come to those places, it's like a safe yes. space, you know, for people to talk about issues that they're having, whether it be, their solo or it'd be something going on in the sexual relationship with their partner. You may not have been, you may not have encountered it yourself, but it's good to get that information and know that there are products to help in that area. Absolutely. You know, so I'd say definitely. Yeah. No. It, and like I said, they, and to me, I feel like it saved some lives because she was talking about sometimes where, mm-hmm. you know, there's um, when males have like dysfunctional issues or, um, any challenges that could be health related and you know the different mm. signs to look for like it could be this the heart that's having problems and stuff like that and I believe others were talking about you know where it's not lubricant anymore and how to get that you know back that moisture back 
And I, like I said, there are a lot of benefits to attending those parties, and that would answer any of your concerns or um, anything that you might be challenged with. But especially for our widows out there, if you feel like, oh, I feel dirty for doing that, honey, you're a widow. Period. You, you're, you're a woman yeah, in, in yeah. need. You know, your needs don't go no, away, no. you know, because, you know, your spouse, you know, has gone on to be with yeah. the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I say God bless the woman who can wait. You yes. know, if she has that resolve to do that. It's absolutely nothing wrong yeah. with it. You know, I say, hey, more power to and you. some people that are But all of us, all of us aren't built for it, you know, or all of us just aren't ready for that. All of us are at certain, you know, mm-hmm. levels in our, I don't want to say that our maturity is not an issue of maturity, but I don't know. It just has, it has to be about where you are in your life. And we don't have to apologize, no, you, you know, for the needs that we have. You know, if you're good with it and you say, hey, I'm good. I don't need to be with anybody else. You know, my husband's not here. I'm just going to be fine. Yeah. Like I'll say, and I I know two women, and I'm not going to name who they are. They didn't lose their spouses by, um, by death, but they are not with the men who they spent many, many years with. And both of these women kind of like were not interested in dating. They don't want to date anymore. Uh, neither one of them, to what we are aware okay. of, did not engage in any any further sexual activity because they didn't want the hassle of dealing with, you know, relationships outside of, you know, what they had already been through in their marriages. And I often would be thinking like, how? <laughs> like, how did you do that? Like, how do you turn off you know, your, your sexual desires like that, you know? So I know that I'm not at that place, (laughs) you know, where I could say, Hey, I don't need that right now. I mean, granted, I have many things to focus on, you know, I'm writing books and I'm in graduate school and all kinds of things, but none of that stuff replaces when somewhere in your head, all of a sudden your mind goes to, Ooh, I haven't had that right. in a while. You know, sometimes it just sneaks up on you. You know, and when you don't have that spouse there or, you know, another significant other, you know, to fulfill that, I'm glad that I have my little, you know, toy and my little pink bag yeah. right in the drawer next to the bed. <laughs> I don't apologize about that. Yeah, and you shouldn't apologize for that. And I guess I wanted to say is big ups to those who, who can wait because they probably somewhere in a different part of their journey where it's not you know they they don't need the sexual desires but you know that's something you discover within yourself with me um my vulnerability is shown through intimacy so how you know i like to be vulnerable is not how they want to be vulnerable or vice versa there's nothing wrong with that like you said big ups to them they you know they have that, that's their journey that they're on. But yeah, don't feel ashamed if you do have to go the toy route. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's right. like it's different ones out there do different needs. And you don't have to feel bad if you have to get more than one. 
sometimes you like I said, it's like test driving the car. It's just like you can't take the car back after you test drive, you know, test drive it. But if you bought this item, say if you had bought this toy and it didn't work out, you need another one. But I think going to one of the um, consulting parties that do specialize in intimacy um, items, then you'll be able to find the one that really suits what you're looking for because there'll be demos. And like you said, it's a safe space, all women usually, uh, and you find what you're looking for from there. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, you do. I think... I don't know, because I, I was going to say maybe it's an age thing when it comes to the sexual desires, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I think don't. it just depends <laughs> on the person. Some people are more sexual, and I, like I said, with me, it's more like that's my vulnerable spot is the intimacy. So, like, I feel like that's going to always be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it it all depends. Yeah. It really is. It's just a different uh different things for different people. And that's what I you know, that's how I handle my in heat moments. And like you named it with oh. the movie. My recent one was Bridgerton. I was watching it, I said, Oh, the scandal is good. And the time oh I got this, uh, episode five, I said, wait a minute. <clears throat> I went and okay, got my wine. I was like, oh my God. Let me go pour some more of my wine. Or I was like, what is what? Oh, well, okay. Oh, oh. And then that's what, <laughs> like you said, shows do trigger it. And I mean, it could be yeah, just a regular show. Like anything that shows like a family together, husband, wife, could be triggering that moment where intimacy, because it's not, you know, for you to have intimacy, it does not always have to be um, down to the end, of course. It could just be as simple as a long kiss, you know, walk in the park. Yeah, now that, and that's the one thing. See, it's those things that, you know, sex toys don't no, replace they don't. that. You know what I'm saying? So sex toys have a totally different um, place in your life, you know? Like, just like with that guy saying that women are trying to replace men with a toy. I'm like, no. I mean, if you a woman and you got the blow up doll, <laughs> if you got a blow up doll in your bed, now maybe you might be trying to replace, you know, an actual man. But no, we're talking about toys, you know, to satisfy, um, you know, the the physiological need, you know, within our bodies, yeah. and um, you know, it's it's totally yes. okay, you know, but. We, we're waiting, you know, as we're waiting, you know, for, you know, that man that God has for us next, you know, whether it be a man for short term or long term, it's just important to still take care of yourself along the way, you know, because you definitely don't want to be all sexually repressed and then you meet somebody and because you're so hard up and you haven't had sex in so long you get all turned on by the wrong man and he's doing it for you physically and then you're you're turned off. You kind of turn a blind eye to all the other things that he's not good for you, but he's he's doing it for you sexually. It can really, you know, kind of confuse some things, you know, but if you're taking care of yourself, you know, on a semi-regular basis, you know, it can kind of just keep your mind a little clear. You know, you'll make decisions to be with the man for the right reasons. And not because he putting it down in the bedroom. Yes. 
because I'm going to tell you, the men that don't have jobs, <laughs> the men that don't have jobs or don't have their own place to stay, they will, you know, they will put it on you because they know, you know, they can get to a woman that way. And women, if you're, if you're too vulnerable, you know, you've been there and let a man move in with you, drive your car. Matter of fact, what is it, what it's taking me to right now? This brought me to baby boy. <laughs> okay. Like Tyrese said, Taraji. I think that was Taraji's was, first film, I believe. Yes. Yeah. He was, he was putting it down on her and then he dropping her off at work and all the kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. So we have to keep ourselves from being foolish. Women. Yes. And to not be a foolish woman, you have to be a woman that puts her needs at the top of her priority list. And it's okay if that also includes your sexual yes. needs and you currently do not have a yeah, partner. Absolutely. It's okay to satisfy What I call that. it, self-care Sundays, okay? So if you got to make it a special day, <laughs> if you don't want to do it three or four times a day, definitely put it on your, um, your self-care list of taking care of yourself. And like you said, it gives you a clearer mind. Like you're not so hopped on to cat you know to get the first guy when you have you know when you're already exhausting those needs a little bit yourself so you're not you know when they put it down you're like oh yeah that was all right you know yeah <laughs> and then you're like I, but i'm not a fool so you <laughs> you don't feel like you went right you're not but you're not about to right exactly exactly yeah. so this has been another great yes, conversation time we're we're gonna have to make this, you know, one of our our monthly, you know, categories where we talk about these kind of issues. You know, it won't always be about, you know, the use of vibrators, but it definitely will be, you know, there are other ways, you know, for a willow, for someone, you know, in this journey, you know, to make their needs be a priority, right. you know. And that kind of goes back like how we did the the um surviving Valentine's Day, you know, practicing self-love. You know, this whole thing with talking about vibrators, yeah, that's a part of self-love. Like Tanya just said, you know, your your self-love Sunday, you know, or we're gonna say self-love Saturday. You know, it's just one of the things that can be in your repertoire, you know, for taking care of yourself. You know, so we'll have to bring you another great conversation between Willow next time. The next time.